It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome into First Take on the final Friday before Christmas. I'm Cassidy Hubbard, filling in for the marvelous Molly Karam, who is on Christmas vacation already. Ryan Clark. Bart Scott in up, studio Cass? with us. So great to be with you guys. And Filling also, bring some color to this show. Um, <laughs> awesome to be with Shannon Sharp, who's joining us from L.A. It's a pleasure to be with you, Shannon. Good morning, Cassidy. What's going on, guys? What up, my dog? Uncle, I'm jealous. Uh, I hope you get sunburn out there. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's been raining. It's been raining all week in L.A., so we don't have the great weather that we normally we're, we're have. Not, we don't feel bad for you. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like 40 degrees here. Uh, let, let's get it popping because there's a lot to get into. Like I said, let's it's final it. Friday before Christmas. Big sports weekend. And the surprising Rams have now won five of their last six after taking down fellow NFC playoff contender New Orleans 30-22 last night. Matthew Stafford passed for 328 yards and two touchdowns. And rookie Puka Nakua had a career-high 164 yards and a score. And with their second win in five days, the Rams currently sit in the sixth spot in the NFC playoff picture. Here's Sean McVay on Christmas coming early. <laughs> Defensively, we played really well. It was a big turnover by Jordan Fuller, and then we gave up some stuff at the end that we got to clean up. And there's a lot of things that we can certainly improve upon special teams. But love this group, really proud of them, and uh, it's going to make for a good Christmas. So. Merry Christmas to you guys. I'm out of here. <laughs> so the Rams' lone loss over their last six games mm. came in overtime against the AFC-leading Ravens. And as mentioned, L.A. now sits in the sixth seed. And at the moment, that would set up a wild-card showdown against no. the Lions, which, of course, Matthew Stafford's former team. Um, Shannon, let's start with you. Do you believe the Rams can win on the road in Detroit in the playoffs. I do. And when you look at all the teams that we consider top dogs, the guys that are uh, number one in the division, and the Eagles, the Rams, the 49ers, and the Lions are the three teams that can really run the football. The Cowboys don't really have a consistent run game. We see the Eagles haven't been able to run the football like they did last year, and so they've had some difficulties, and the offense doesn't look as fluid as it once did. You look at the Rams, and what they've been able to do over these last five games has been because Kyron Williams has been able to run the football. Mm -hmm. So now they can run the football. They can play action pass off that. Now we know Cooper Cup. He's a triple crown winner. He's a Super Bowl MVP winner. But the but the resurgence of Puka Nakua, he's been outstanding. And so now you have two guys that can move the chain. You have a, a, a tight end in Higby that's, that's good. He's not great, but he's good. And you can run the football with Kyron Williams. So I believe they absolutely can go on the road and beat the Lions. Yeah, I mean, I think I don't even think that's a question. I mean, when yeah. you're looking at the Los Angeles Rams, it has to go back to this offseason. Go back to this offseason. I'm sitting with Sean McVay, and he said he had to rededicate himself to coaching. He looked at who he was last year and what he was putting into this team and said, either I'm going to figure out that I could give this team the effort, the dedication, and the work that it takes to win, or I'm done. And he decided that he could do that. He decided that he wanted to do that. And so you have this young team when I'm out there in training camp, and they were just trying to figure it out. But I had a conversation with Matthew Stafford, and he talked about how much pain he was in every single day. 
due to his elbow and how difficult it was to just even get to work. And he said, but I feel it now. Mm. And when you watch this team play offense, and I love the fact that Unk brought up Kyron Williams. Mm. Do you know, coming into this weekend, who leads the league in rushing yards per game? It's not Raheem Mostert. It's not Christian McCaffrey. It's Kyron Williams. Williams. And that leads to the play-action pass in which Matthew Stafford is dealing better than any quarterback in the entire NFL right now. And this team plays complimentary football. I want you to name somebody other than Aaron Donald on this defense. You can't. can't. But all of these young players and defensive coordinator Raheem Morris, they understand this. Akilah Witherspoon on the outside needs to change some things, but... They keep the football in front of them. They make you earn touchdowns the hard way, the long way. And if they can do that, they expect you to make a mistake before they do. This is a team that once they get into the playoffs, and you know how it works, Shea Sharp. You know how it works, Bart. They just got to get hot. And they have a quarterback that right now in any shootout, you're taking. They have an offensive coordinator and play caller in Sean McVay that right now in any shootout, you're expecting him to be able to find ways to dial up plays, and they almost beat the Baltimore Ravens, and that's the only loss this team has in the last six games, and that's a team that leads the AFC. I hate to make it a clean sweep, but all you know, both of you guys are absolutely right. When you consider the Detroit Lions, we consider them that second tier. We, we, we think it's a little bit different because they leave a little bit to be desired. You know, from being able to rush the passer on the defensive mm-hmm. side of the ball, which if you can't get to the passer, you know, you understand that these quarterbacks in this in this division can make you pay. You talk about you know Kyron Williams and you know the first guy since Todd Gurley within this system to rush for over a thousand yards, and he's just getting started. It's the physicality that he runs with in between the tackles, setting up that play action, which that Sean McVay system relies on, being able to when you have to put that eighth man in the box, giving Puka and Cooper on the outside one on one coverages you know and when you think about all the quarterbacks in the NFC right and we talk a lot about you know should Jalen Hurts be the MVP we talk about Brock Purdy being the MVP if we were picking quarterbacks and saying who we want to start our organization with or our franchise with I understand he's a little older but we know the pedigree uh, Matthew Stafford is the best quarterback out of all these quarterbacks and we rather talk about pedigree you want to talk about history and the first time in two years he's healthy he's more healthy now than the year they won the Super Bowl so what you have now is a team that's playing with house money because we've all been a part of young teams right and it takes a while for them to figure out their identity and who they're going to be. Does that include Brock Purdy? Hmm? Does that include Brock Purdy? Yes, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Listen, (laughs) I always always like to play this game, right? (laughs) If you take one person from one place and put them there and you take the other one and put them there, who you we were we were we Matthew Stafford yeah. is absolutely dealing right. in San Francisco. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. So so we, we, I don't even think we have to go to that 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 part. Bart, of the your, what is your daddy gonna do about his acid reflux? I don't though? know, man. My dad gonna be drinking that put, put, put uh, that banana cognac. Shay, Shay, what, what, what's that? What's that? What's that? Hennessy? That cognac you got? We might have to take that. He might be Shay by Laporte. Shay by Laporte. Yeah, I'll make sure I get him a bottle. But yeah. Yeah. Got, acid reflux? Yeah, no yeah. acid reflux. He been watching the Lions all his life. We Lions fans. He got heartburn. But, Indigestion every day. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but when you look at if you look at the San Francisco 49ers and you look at the, the Los Angeles Rams, 
You know, Sean McVay learned what he learned under Kyle Shanahan in that system. And what yeah. did they do? They run the football. Now, yep. Christian McCaffrey is a little bit more multifaceted than Kyron Williams, mm-hmm. but he can catch the ball. But they use a Christian McCaffrey a lot different than they use Kyron Williams. And yards from scrimmage, he has six games, consecutive games of 100, at least 100 yep. yards from scrimmage. That's second to seven uh, uh, by Christian McCaffrey. So when you look at this team and the way they can play action, and as you guys both mentioned, Matthew Stafford is dealing. Matthew Stafford was doing the exact same thing in Rams he's doing in Detroit. But yeah, because they were losing in Detroit, nobody gave a damn them. about it. Hot L's, no, Shay. Don't you call yeah, him? That, they hot L's every week. Every week. Nobody cared about it. But if you watch him and, and I, you watch the game closely, he can make every throw. The no-look throw, he made one in the Super Bowl. Think mm-hmm. about that. He took made a no-look throw in the Super Bowl, not a preseason game, not a regular season game, in the Super Bowl. The sidearm, the way he can change arm angles, ain't arm slots, they can absolutely yeah. go on the road. Now, Detroit is a different team in Detroit as opposed yeah. to on the road because they can run it with that two-headed monster, Amir yeah. Gibbs and David Montgomery. But you don't, if you don't think the Rams can go on the road and beat Detroit in Detroit, you're absolutely fooling yourself. I see a key, a key point here is experience, too. Yeah. Do you yeah. feel like the Rams' playoff experience works in their favor versus the Lions' well, inexperience? Well, well, because it's about belief and it's yeah. about feel. It's about right. being able to communicate experiences, which Matthew Stafford could do, which Sean McVay could do as well. But it's not only about that. It's about seizing the moment. Yeah. This is a team that understands about getting hot at the right time. We have to remember the Rams weren't the best team in the NFC headed into they the playoffs. They were team. Exactly, headed into the playoffs when they won it. Right. But Odell Beckham Jr. got hot Cooper Cup got healthy toward the end of the season again after right. being a little banged up when he won the triple crown. All those you things, developed yeah, all those things happen. And so now, when you look at the Los Angeles Rams, the thing is this: when you get into the playoffs, yeah. who shows up defensively? Right, right, because yeah. defensively is still where we're looking for those names. We've seen Ernest Jones show up in the Super Bowl. We've seen Aaron Donald show up. What are they going to do at the corner position? Are those young safeties yeah. going to play football? Because if you yeah. do have to face the, the Detroit Lions, they're going to run the football first, and then they're going to take shot plays with Ahmad Ross St. Brown and Sam Laporta. And it's going to be, can the Lions believe, right? Can the Lions feel like we are meant to be here? We were supposed to be here as the expectations rise. Yeah, expectations. Yeah. They can be heavy for, for a young team that doesn't have any experience. The game goes by so fast in the playoffs. Everybody here, you guys are both Super Bowl champions. I played a lot of playoff games. The game goes by fast. One thing goes bad and you start fishing yeah. and start getting nervous. Yeah. Can a young t- Lions team without any experience handle the ups and downs of a playoff game? The thing that concerns me most, guys, this team defensively is not the same team that won the Super Bowl. There is no Jalen Ramsey. There Mm -hmm. is no Vaughn Miller. There is no Leonard Floyd. And Aaron Donald isn't quite the same player because age and attrition takes takes a toll on all of us. But Mm -hmm. you guys are absolutely right. You do know that when you turn the ball over in the playoffs, you pay double. So yep. just know that you pay double for turnovers come playoff time because the momentum shifts and all of a sudden what a, guy, a team might get a three or seven and the next thing you know they got 10 or they got 17 on you. And then you look it up like, damn, what just happened? Momentum is big. I mean, they seem to be hitting their stride at the right time. Only two teams have a better record than the Rams since week 11, 49ers and the Ravens. Um, so that's in the future. Uh, <laughs> in more of a near future. Or the present. Uh, 
Oh, look at you. He's Christmas spirit. Gift. That's why it's okay. a gift. All right. A couple of 10 and 4 teams uh, clash in a big matchup this weekend in Miami. Uh, the Cowboys and Dolphins have offenses and defense ranked near the top of the league. However, the Cowboys, they struggle on the road. They're coming off a 31-10 blowout at Buffalo last week, a game Dak wants to put behind them. You ready to get back at it? Uh, Obviously, it starts with this preparation, though, the way that we practice, the way that we've approached the week. Uh, we've done a great job um, just coming in focused, understanding that uh, collectively we, we didn't put our best out there. Um, and, and there's no, no excuses for that. Um, Got to be better, especially on the road. So what a great opportunity now. Um, a great team, what team top of their division, one of the best teams in the AFC to get a chance to go out there and um, no, not necessarily redeem ourselves, but pick our up on the road and um, put a performance out there like we have at home and really more more so a performance that we know we're capable of so uh, excited about it are you talking about his body language like who are you he's looking down he nervous the mentalist yeah yeah he, yeah. he nervous <laughs> I, stayed, I stayed at a holiday in express i can read body language and you said he was looking down he's looking that was, down like he's like i don't what? know man we about to go into this smoke holiday in express i don't listen to bart hey, okay. he, yeah. he fidgeted huh, bart? yeah man he look, he look nervous he's looking down to the right that's the creative side of the brain he all capping right now he, he looks yeah. nervous well tell us more about ourselves no actually like let, rc let's go with this who, who has been more impressive this season dak or tua um dak has been more impressive mm. right I, I i think dak has been more impressive from the standpoint of what I feel that's been heaped on him this season. If we remember back in the offseason when Mike McCarthy said he was going to go away from what Kellen Moore did and what Kellen Moore wanted to lead with the pass, he wanted to be a run-first team, a team that expressed or showed physicality. He lied. Mike McCarthy lied. <laughs> Mike McCarthy was just trying to find a way that he was going to push Kellen Moore out the, out the door. Exactly. And that was his way, which is fine, yeah. right? If you're going to go down, you go down being you. Yeah. But Dak Prescott has now become where this offense starts and ends, which is why last week it was so difficult for them to make a comeback against the Buffalo Bills because they couldn't match physicality with physicality. It's been C.D. Lamb's emergence into the top tier of being a number one wide receiver. Jake Ferguson coming along late in this year. But when he's had opportunities to distribute the football, whether it's Michael Gallup, Brandon Cooks, I feel like Dak Prescott has shown us on his own Good. Right, without a running game, without the play action game being big, without Mike McCarthy, at least early on in the season, using motion to confuse, right, to out leverage, that Dak Prescott has carried this team. Now, when we go back to last week, that's not a Dak Prescott you want to play with. That's not a Dak Prescott you can win with. But look what happened. It was the people around him as well. It was not being able to get protection. It was not being able to run the football. It was CeeDee Lamb getting clapped, clamped by Tyron Johnson in the slot. And so if those things happen again this weekend, we're going to truly see what Dak Prescott is and who Dak Prescott can be. And can he play himself back into the MVP conversation? But to me, throughout this season, the evolution of Dak Prescott into one of those guys you could put the entire offense on his shoulders has been very evident.
Now, I was going to say the same, and but just to create balance on this show, I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll plead the case for Tua Tunk But you can't, Lord. you can't no. say that. What you're supposed to do for the entertainment purpose right. is just take Tua. Now that you have said you want to go, Dak, and you're only taking Tua I mean, to get well, well, balance well, for the show, no, no, if it's people not know. No, no, I'm, feel, I'm feeling the juice, right, because both you and uh, Unk got great shows outside of the ESPN, so I'm yeah. trying to learn from y'all on the fly. So that's what I'm talking about, baby. So thanks for coaching me up, Coach, but I'll make the case for Tua Tungvaluwa because before the game, before the season started, we was talking about Tua Tungvaluwa. He was taking jujitsu, you know, 30-plus or 20-plus in a karate class. We were trying to figure out what the hell he was doing there. But the question was, could he stay healthy, right? He was eligible for that big extension, but they didn't know if Miami was willing to commit to him long-term because of the injury uh, issues that he's had. He's answered every question. He's answered every question that we've asked him this year. Can he throw from the pocket? Can he be a leader of men? Can he stay healthy? So he has his team in the, in, right in the prime position to win the division. So I have to say that he's been most impressive as well because we, they, put, they put everything on Tua Tungabailoa to live up to expectations, to show that last year wasn't just a tease or it, it was something that you can forecast that he can do this on a consistent basis, right? We always talk about his arm strength. We talk about the things that he can't do. He's been playing at an MVP level. For sure. Where I would say these two quarterbacks are similar, Neither one of them has really shown up when the competition has elevated. This would be the first time that somebody's going to be able to have opportunity to prove that when the other guy on the other sideline is capable to punch back, that they can be the best quarterback on the field. So that's what I'm excited to see. But right now, I can say Tua has been most impressive because he stayed healthy, durable, and he's been the most accurate quarterback in all of football. Easy when you have the best weapon in football, but CeeDee Lamb isn't a, a scrub either. Well, Bart, let me, let me explain TV to something to you. The point that you made last, you probably want to start with that because you're absolutely right. Both of those guys need to show that they can win against tough competition. Although the Dallas Cowboys did beat the Philadelphia Eagles, if you look at all their other victories, I don't think we think that the Giants and the Commanders and yeah. the Panthers and the Jets and the Giants are anything to, to write home about. And we know the Miami Dolphins haven't beat anyone with a winning record. And when they step up in competition, the Buffaloes, the Kansas City. We saw the Eagles. We saw what happened to them. So they really need to win this game. But I agree with uh, RC. I'm going to take Dak. He's second in passing touchdowns, has 30 total touchdowns, and he only has eight turnovers. Tua has 15 turnovers. 15. Dak is second in QBR. Uh, Tua is uh, 11th in QBR. I think this is going to this game is going to tell us a lot about both teams. <laughs> are they really are they really contenders or are they still pretending? The one thing that Miami has in their favor. They can run the football yep. for whatever reason this year. I don't know if it's age and attrition or a lack of commitment, but the Cowboys do not run the football like they have in years past. And I hate to say it, I know Zeke was not the same Zeke from his first three years, but he got you those tough ones mm-hmm. and twos. He, When you got down to the red zone, Zeke could get you a first down or he could bang the ball into the end zone, something the Cowboys have been missing because a lot of times, they settle for field goals instead of kicking touchdowns. But I also agree with you on this point, Bart. It's close because yeah. neither team has beaten teams that we like, oh, man, did you see the job they did on them? When they went to set, when uh, the Cowboys played the 49ers, they got drugged. When they, play, when they played the Arizona Cardinals, <laughs> minus Kyler Murray, right. they got they drugged. Got drugged. And, and Miami, every time we see them step up in competition, they get beat. So there's a lot, of prove on, a lot to prove on both sides. But I'm agree with RC on this one. I think Dak is slightly outplayed to it this year. 
Well, you got this year. Who you got this week, though, yeah, in the that, game? That's what I want to know because this is rare that you see somebody get their chain took and nobody do nothing about it. <laughs> Dude, we ain't seen, I ain't seen Dallas get their chain took at least on three different occasions. Listen, but here, but hey, Bar, here's the thing. It's like the Cowboys snatch somebody's chain, and then they go around the corner and somebody snatch their chain. So ain't, <laughs> ain't nobody got no chain. <laughs> Listen, it's rare. As a linebacker, man, if that ever happened to me, man, I might have to be going to witness protection program if I get throughout the club like Damone did last week. I hey, mean, that's oh, tough. Hold on. Hey, now, he's he from Baton Rouge. You went to LSU now. Hey, bro, bro yeah. he, he, he need hey, well, to come back and he need to go fight He somebody. drove him all the way to Baton Rouge, too. <laughs> I mean, he drove him all the way back to Baton Rouge. I thought thought this was an outtake from the blind side. (laughs) (laughs) This can't be real. At some point when you backpedal, you just got to fall to the ground. But but Dallas, uh, I think the thing is, Dallas is going to have to find some way to run the football. Because the team that they're going to face, the Rams can run it, the Lions can run it. We know the 49ers can run it. Uh, The Eagles, they haven't run it like they quite ran it last year. But we know what DeAndre Swift and Jalen Hurst, if he can get a little more healthy, I think they can run the football. But the, Cow- the Dallas Cowboys, and you mentioned that, R.C., uh, Mike McCarthy lied. Mike McCarthy ain't made, ain't, ain't made no commitment to running yeah. the football. He just story. wanted to get Kelly Moore up out of there. He said, oh, yeah, them fancy numbers, we need to be a little bit more balanced. And you're more lopsided <laughs> than you were last year, so yeah. stop lying. You know, when you watch the Chargers, I ain't mad at him. Let me say that. It might not have been the wrong decision. But the other thing we have to point to with both of these quarterbacks is the amount of pressure they've both been under the entire season. Coming into the season, all the questions that Bart mentioned about Tua Tungavaloa, us continuously questioning who Dak Prescott truly is and can he elevate this team. (coughs) That's what's happened now with this game. Right, This game, everything that you mentioned about not beating good teams, not showing up, Bart talking about the Dallas Cowboys getting kicked out of the club, both of these teams have so much to prove. More importantly, both of these quarterbacks. At different times of the season, both of these dudes have been the MVP frontrunner. Now they've kind of fallen out of that conversation. But this is a game that gets you back in it. This is a game that you get to show, hell, I don't know, Cass. If I knew who played better, I'd go bet. I'd be in Vegas, not in, not in New York. Yeah, the but thing to go this, back at you, the you look at, when well, you look at, part. you know, when you look at these two teams, Tua Tungavaloa is set up to play better. Right. Like to answer Cassidy's question, Tua Tungavaloa has the better the better supporting cast. Tua Tungavaloa is playing against a defense that I believe in the Dallas Cowboys doesn't play schematically in a way that's supposed to stop the Miami Dolphins. They also don't have their roster construction in a way that should be able to stop the Miami Dolphins. And if you're Raheem Mostert, if you're Mike McDaniel, who comes from an offensive line background, who comes from a run schematic background, you should be licking your chops that number 14 is going to be in the box. Number 33 is going to be in the box. Because yeah. if you watch James Cook last week, it is, as Bart always says, it should be barbecue chicken every time you hand it off. And so yeah. to me, Tua Tungavaloa is set up better to exploit yeah. that defense than Dak Prescott is the Miami Dolphins. You're absolutely right because when you look at – if you look at the Cowboys, they're undersized defense. They're built to play with a lead and get after your quarterback. Yep. That's why teams push them around. That's why teams rush for these huge numbers uh, and, and the losses. They're giving up almost 200 rush yards per game because when they fall behind and they can't – Micah and those guys can't jump off the rock and they got to sit there and catch people and you got to, hey, man up, look a man in his eye. 
Yeah. That's the problem that they have. So if I'm if I'm Miami, I'm looking to establish the run first with most of the A-chain because that's yeah. the Cowboys' weakness. Now you fall behind, and they know you are in obvious passing downs. They bring those little small guys in there, and they spin it mm-hmm. and twirl it, and they put the hits on your quarterback. <laughs> spinning and twirling. But, yeah, but <laughs> I'm going like to make you. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to make you look me in my eyes. Yeah. I'm going to make Michael standing there against those tight ends, against those big yeah. tackles. Instead of trying to use that speed to get around them, I'm going to make him have to drop it, drop anchor and hold up in the, on, the, uh, well, on the line. We're going to see what kind of coordinator Dan Quinn is because, you know, my move would be to move Michael Parsons to his natural position back to middle linebacker. That gives you the size of 240-pound guy outside of Bell who's 205. Yeah. And I'd much rather bring another defensive lineman in and, mm-hmm. and just let, you know, DeMarcus Lawrence be that, that stud, that strong side outside linebacker and say, hey, then when we get to these obvious passing sessions, then I'll drop Michael Parsons down and let him go eat that way. Because you got to make adjustments because you can't just get tough. You know, it ain't enough muscle milk or you used to be be EAS back in the the, the day. (laughs) Ain't ain't, ain't enough creatine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ain't enough creatine in the world to get to to bulk up Marcus Bell in a week. You know what I'm saying? So you're going to have to go ahead and um, we're going to put him out. Uh, Michael Parsons, middle linebackers don't make $30 a year though, Bart. D linemen, D ends make thirty million. Middle backers don't yeah, make yeah. that kind of money. That's well, what Mike is thinking. Yeah, Fred Warner ain't playing, ain't doing too bad though. You know what I'm saying? They they, <laughs> they up there. And muscle milk and you know. Well, I remember, I remember Unsafe used to be had that. I mean, look, no, look at his neck. No, no, Mike used to have that EAS. Unk used to have that EAS back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Um, I thought it was super bad. We'll, we'll talk more about this game in a little bit. Hey, Molly Karam here, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take podcast. When you're on a business trip. You know what goes completely off the rails? Your workout routine. Especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups, sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or you just skip it entirely. Lame. If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up, power your buys, your tries the right way, or de-stress with a little cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hey, Molly Karam here, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part, each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code TAKE. That's code TAKE. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Time for a quick take. Japanese star Yoshinobu Yamamoto and the Dodgers are in agreement on a 12-year, $325 million contract, sources told ESPN, which pushes the Dodgers' free agent spending this winter to more than $1 billion, with a B, dollars, following their, obviously, their 10-year, $700 million contract they gave Shohei Otani. Baseball Um, got to do something about this, man. Baseball got to do something about this. What is he getting? Uh, Three hundred million dollars in 2050. Like you can't keep pushing it down the road like that. First they do it with Shohei Tiny. Now they're doing it with Yamamoto. They can't do that. Are they it's, a lot though to win the World Series if they're spending all that listen, money? If you can buy, if you can, it would be proven if you can buy a World Series. Uh, we'll see. But you know, usually it doesn't work out that way. All right. Uh, let's let's shun the Mets and Yankees like that. What's wrong with the East Coast? 
That's a lot of money. Billion dollars. Sounds salty. I am, because I wanted to talk about good sports in New York. <laughs> okay. One more quick take. Uh, in the NBA, the Lakers, they fell uh, to the West leading Timberwolves last night, dropping their fourth straight and falling to one in five since the in-season tournament. Uh, they play OKC, which is the second-best team in the West Saturday, followed by the East leading Celtics on Christmas. Shannon, how concerned are you about the Lakers? Mm. Well, I've been concerned. LeBron didn't play a, 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 right. a back-to-back, and so we're not surprised by that. At, 30, at almost 39 years of age, he should probably never play any more back to, uh, second night of a back-to-back. Um, they just got to keep playing hard. Right now, we're not getting the consistent play from the backcourt that we need on a consistent basis. Cam Reddish is not giving us production. D'Lo ends up with a great night, but it wasn't a very efficient night. And so he just needs to be more consistent. I love the way Austin Reeves played last night. Anthony Davis has been a monster, although it has not equated to wins. Just keep playing. Just keep fighting. Uh, eventually, it's going to turn around. But I am concerned right now, and I'm sure they're scouring like, okay, who can we trade? What can we get to push us over the hump? Where, where his goat mask yeah. at? <laughs> you don't have his – It'll be back. Oh, oh you ain't got it, your goat mask? The nah, goat hell no. Anything, huh? Yeah, I got a paper bag right now. I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed, <laughs> RC. Shout out to Anthony uh, Anthony Edwards, who I believe is going to be the American face of basketball when LeBron James retires. Oh. He's our best chance to have a bona fide star born on this side of the turf. Oh. I didn't know you were going to go that way, but I like that. Okay. Um, also, Christmas uh, – Possible Super Bowl preview, guys, between the Ravens and the 49ers. The game marks just the second time in NFL history that the teams with sole possession or the best record in each conference have played this late in the season. The Niners, however, are five-point favorites, which safety Kyle Hamilton um, so was not pleased with. The 11 and threes are not created equal right now um, in terms of the 49ers versus us, and um, we feel a little disrespected by that. Uh, I feel like we are the best team in the league, and. Uh, we've got an opportunity in front of the country to show it. Shannon, it, it, is the point spread disrespectful to the Ravens? <laughs> no. If you look at the way these teams have been playing, the 49ers have been more dominant than Baltimore Ravens. All 11-3, and, and Kyle Hamilton was absolutely correct. All 11-3s are not created equal. And you look at the team, I mean, when you, go on, when you beat the Cowboys, when you beat the Eagles, when you beat the teams, and you're beating these teams in the fashion, we saw the, uh, the demolition job they get, did against the Seattle Seahawks, who barely lost in the last second to the Cowboys. They have been winning in more convincing fashions. I understand a loss is a loss, but to the eye test, to me, the 49ers look like the best team in football. Now, that's just to my eyes. If you look at Purdy, you look at the weapons with Debo and Christian McCaffrey and Brandon Ayuk and Jennings and that big mammoth offensive left tackle and, uh, 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 Trent, and Trent. Come on, man. And you look at Fred Warner, uh, Tredavious Ward. I'm sorry. Talent for talent, I'm taking the San Francisco 49ers. The team that's been most oppressive through the first 15 weeks of the season has been the San Francisco 49ers. Now, guess what? On Christmas, you get to open a, a present, which is a can of whip ass, and put it on somebody, <laughs> and we'll see. <laughs> that's what you open. That's what you open Christmas night, uh, Barton R.C. Open that up, and we'll find out come uh, come Tuesday who's the better team. <laughs> I mean, you know how you listen, Shannon. You played for the Ravens. You know how the old school Ravens would have took that. They're gonna take that as all types of disrespect. And whenever yes. they went against those San Francisco 49ers, whether it's the hardball 49ers or not, they've always taken care of business. It's gonna come down to who can be the most physical team. You talk about the best player on on the field. You can make a, a, a argument between McCaffrey and Lamar Jackson. But I think this would be Lamar Jackson's 
uh, defining moment of the season to stamp his name on the MVP trophy because I think this is the type of game that he lives for. I think you won't catch a flat Ravens. You talk about the Ravens that destroyed the, destroyed the Lions. They also mm-hmm. destroyed the Seattle Seahawks. Mm-hmm. You talk about the hottest team in football right now, the Rams. Well, who beat them? Yeah, that would be the Ravens. So, listen, I think it is disrespectful. I, I could have handled three points because you always give three points to the home team, but I think it's highly disrespectful to the Ravens that play in that tough division, you know, in, in, in the AFC North. And we know what those, t- those teams that usually come out there are built about. They have the best record in AFC. That stands for something. And if I'm them, I'm going there bringing all the smoke. I'm, I'm running three up the time zones. If you give but, three but, points to the home team, is it essentially just a, aren't they just favored by two points? If no, you three really is like a pick them, right? Right. Three is a pick them, and then so they're a two-point favorite. That's, that's what it comes down to, so right? Bart, Isn't this Bart, down that's to? disrespectful. Bart. Disrespectful. Oh, you mentioned the Eagles, the Cowboys, and the Seahawks. Let's hmm. add the Jags in there. What the Cowboys beat? Because Bart. Okay, I'm no sorry. No one. Time. Your time. I'm trying to talk. Oh, thank you. I apologize. I got excited. Come back, Bart. You know, nervous. I'm you mentioned, and, so, and let's add the Jags to that when they were playing well, Unc. Yeah. The San Francisco 49ers beat those four teams by 103 points. A hundred. A hundred. Hundo. Right? That's hard. And so when yes. you look at the San Francisco 49ers, they don't win decisions. When the San no. Francisco 49ers are whole, and you mentioned it, Trent Williams, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, Christian McCaffrey, and Brock Purdy, they have never lost. And I'm not saying that as hyperbole like, oh, no, when they're together, this team hardly loses. They, in fact, when those people have started a game and finished a game, are undefeated. And so to say that they are a five-point favorite or what could amount to a two-point favorite at home, that's about right. Because when we watch the Baltimore Ravens go out and struggle a little bit against the Los Angeles Chargers, you say, oh, okay, this team isn't hitting hitting on all cylinders this week. Or when we see the Los Angeles Rams with a healthy Matthew Stafford and Puka Nakua be able to move that football on Mike McDonald's defense, you say, oh, okay, we see the one team that when all the cards are on the table and when they're playing against the best opponents and there's a little trash talk from side to side, which we've seen this week with the Marlon Humphreys and, and the Kyle Hamiltons, you know who step up and like fist fights? The San Francisco 49ers offense. And I yeah. said this mm. on Monday Night Football. They're the most schematically intelligent, ignorantly violent offense that is in the NFL right now. When you want to turn it into a fist fight, with the San Francisco 49ers offense, they don't get scared. Do you think that Trent Williams, if a defensive end is standing across from him, talking big, you think Trent Williams backing down? Whoa, whoa. You, what? Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. You think Debo Samuel gets scared out on the corner, Bart, when he catches the football like the dude across from him going to be tougher? You think Christian McCaffrey is tripping when he got the rock in his hand? Yo. Don't none of that. Don't none of that phase these dudes. We, they not running away like Red talking about my grandmama gave me that chain. Uh, that's not <laughs> happening with the San Francisco 49ers. Them people that's wearing Christmas colors like Cassidy ain't tripping. You they know what's tripping. up, Bart? Hold up. Look, bro. This, ah, this is the Baltimore Ravens, man. This ain't Joe Baltimore Ravens. Listen, it is in the bylaws. Thou shall not get pumped. <laughs> all the smoke. We don't play that. You ain't going you ain't never gonna scare nobody. You bring that Baltimore Ravens. It's in your DNA. Uh. So Trent Williams ain't gonna go out there and push nobody and not take a left and a right. We're gonna see if he about that, that smoke. 
Because he can sell the wolf twiggies, but he damn sure better be a wolf because ain't nobody ever swung on him. We ain't seen a lot of guys punk people. We ain't never seen nobody go ahead and take him toe to toe. So no, listen, it, it is an it does a reason why. That's, bro, bro, that's good. Bro, that's the reason why. Bro, bro, Shannon, Shannon, now you know you played with a different uh, with version of the Ravens. You know it didn't care who it was, whether it was nah. Dwayne Starks, he going to throw and he going to have five. <laughs> listen, this, this is how it goes. <laughs> When hey, you when you got that Raven stuttering and everything, no, when you got that because when you got that Raven logo, there ain't nobody that's ever gonna get punked on the Ravens he logo. It is, that's how it goes. Yeah. But, but the thing you is, that against you. No, you 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 make some very interesting points. Obviously, the Ravens haven't been in that organization, and they have the thing. You play like a Raven. The physicality yeah. is what's in their DNA, and they will not back down for from a fight. But it's going to be very interesting how that front four deals yep. with Lamar Jackson. Can they make him make That's decisions quick? Can they make? Hey, I don't want him to be a creator. I don't want him creating plays. I don't want him buying time, running all around, and then all of a sudden you get him like, man, how did you do that? No, you and you know you can't run past a guy like Lamar Jackson. You can't run past him, Bart. Once mm-hmm. you get even, you better level off because mm-hmm. if you run past him and he jumps out the window, good luck catching him before he gets 20, uh, 15, 20 yards. So it's going to be very interesting to see how that front four and Steve Wilkes, the defensive coordinator of the what 49ers, how does he diagram? What is he going to put point. on the table? Is he afraid to blitz Lamar Jackson? Because if you notice, a lot of times guys that are mobile, Teams like to heat them up because I got to make you make a decision quick. Mm-hmm. Because if I let you process everything, you'll make me pay. So I'm going to put pressure on him and tell my guys if it's on a four-man rush, do not run past him. Once you Golly, get even makes, with him, level off. Yeah. That makes that that makes this so important. I know you want to go, Bart. Mm-hmm. It's like it really is about Lamar mm-hmm. this weekend because the San Francisco, from a roster construction standpoint, are the better team. The yeah. San Francisco oh, yeah, for sure. 49ers – play together the best. And you talk about jump out the window. I just went to Rod Wade concert. Wasn't nobody catching Rod Wade when he jumped <laughs> off the balcony yeah, like yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, good luck. If, if, if Lamar, if Lamar steps up and Lamar becomes the problem that he can, that's the only answer to solve this San Francisco 49ers team. And so there's pressure on him, but there's this is also an opportunity for Lamar, to me, to elevate to a place to where we say, and we recognize again, how different he truly is from anybody else in the league. And Kyle Hamilton's going to have an opportunity to introduce himself mm. to the NFL because he's one of the special players on the defensive side of the ball. Listen, we know no matter what, you can have a motion, a shift. The ball is being thrown in between the numbers, whether 15 or 16 yards down the field, no matter how you get there. I am going to have Kyle Hamilton at 6'4", who has a huge defense radius, put a tent right there about 15, 16 yards. I don't care if he's coming from high to low, which we call a rat player, or he's coming from low to high because he plays in the box and get in there. I'm going to make Brock Purdy throw me one because I know he, the ball is going to be there somewhere in between the hashes. I don't care if they run somebody low. It's going to be somebody mid. It's going to be somebody high. He's going to have an opportunity to introduce himself and also become one of these great Raven defenders that the nation's going to have to start respecting as one of the, another great safety in the history of the Baltimore Ravens. Either way, I, I hope it lives up to the hype. So Christmas Day is going to be fun. Somebody got to die. Christmas Day on ABC. Um, <laughs> it's Christmas. got to die. Come hey, on. Hey. That's not the Christmas spirit. That's yeah. how Rudolph intended this. Hey, somebody got to die. Rudolph did not get a red nose Rudolph for this. Does not somebody got to die. Somebody, <laughs> Rudolph, going to get a black um, eye. Yeah. No, check out. Somebody got a bloody nose. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we'll pay the fine. Listen, we, we, we have an alumni group, Shannon. You're a part of it. 
If yeah. fines are levied, we will put <laughs> some money Christmas. in the pot. You can't Christmas. do that on TV, Bart. Hey. Come up, coming up. Yes, go sleep, let, let's go to break. Let's give these people a Christmas they'll never forget. <laughs> the holiday season is about giving. So I'm giving you some of the greatest gifts of all, the NBA, NFL, and first take. That's right. I'll be joining you live on Christmas morning, and I'm bringing Shannon Sharp along with me. Will LeBron's Lakers hand Tatum Celtics a lump of coal? And can my Knicks stand up and deliver a Christmas miracle against Giannis and the Bucks? Plus, will that gift wrap a win for the Cowboy fans when they visit Tua, Tyreek, and the Dolphins? So be sure to join Shannon and yours truly, Stephen A., right here on Christmas Day on First Day. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Time for a quick take in the Christmas Eve afternoon slate. The surging Bucks, who have won three straight games, take on uh, the slumping Jags, who have lost three in a row. And like the Buccaneers, though, the Jags control their own destiny as the team seek division titles and playoff berths. So, Shannon, who are you more confident in to win their division, the Jags or the Bucks? Well, I'm going to take the Bucks because they play in the weaker division, and Baker Mayfield has played well over the last month of the season. And I think um, you know, uh, possibly uh, Trevor Lawrence is going to miss this game because he is in concussion protocol, and C.J. Beathard would be the starting quarterback. So with that alone, I think I'm going to take the Bucks to win the division. All right, it's time for the sportsbook predictions, and let's start with you, Bart. Would Dak throw more or less than 274 and a half yards against the Dolphins? I'm gonna go less because I think it's both teams are gonna try and establish a run. With that being said, it's gonna limit the possessions, and I think that you know, you know, both teams are gonna try and establish a run. So I'll go with less, um, thinking that the Dolphins are gonna control the time of possession because they're gonna continue to get first down. Well, I'm going to disagree because, you know, I have a degree in atmospheric science and the, the conditions <laughs> are going to be pretty ideal. 77 with some wind. Um, and the Cowboys can't run the football, uh, uh, Bart. So I think they're going to be forced to throw the football. And I understand they have those great corners in Miami. But I think I'm, I'm going to take him slightly over. I'm going to take him slightly over 274 okay. and a half. Okay. Only one can be right. <laughs> All right, Bart. Um, will Amonra St. Brown have more or less than 77 and a half receiving yards against the Vikings? Uh, definitely more. I don't care what the defense is. They find ways to get him on different levels, on drag routes and uh, under routes. So he's going to eat. And I love his, his run after the catch. LaPorter opens a lot of that stuff up because he's able to take the safeties and linebackers away. And he's able to run underneath and eat. 
Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. Um, I'm not very impressed. I mean, Danielle Hunter, the, the only way you can stop this is to put pressure on the quarterback, and I'm not so sure they can do that consistently. So I'm going to agree with you, Bart. I think he has over that number. That's more like it, Shannon. Teamwork makes the dream work. <laughs> All right, last one. Let's see if we can go three for three. Bart, will, will Mike Evans have more or less than 66 and a half receiving yards against the Jaguars? More. He, like Mike Evans is a walking bucket. I mean, I think we have to start really paying attention to what he's been able to do every year, 1,000 yards, and considering the type of quarterbacks that he's had. Baker Mayfield looks, looks to him, and he's going to feed him the ball in rhythm, in time, and he's just such a dynamic route runner, and his, his catch rate is tremendous, definitely over 66 yards. I agree. I absolutely agree. Mike Evans has had a phenomenal season. And I think, you know, with Tyreek and some of these other guys coming on the scene, we don't give Mike Evans, like you said, Bart, we don't give him the credit, the love and respect and the adulation that he deserves for being one of the top receivers in this game for such an extended period of time. I definitely believe he's going over 66 plus. Yeah, and he's gone over his receiving yards prop in five of six home games this season. Um, are you done with your Christmas shopping, Bart? Because uh, you're done with us right now. Yeah, I'm Gucci. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm just waiting for that for that banana cognac from uh, Unc Shay Shay so I can get it, <laughs> give it to Pop so he can be passed on the counts. I, I don't know half-time. if you can get that express shipping, though, in time for Christmas. Well, you know I do have an Amazon DSP, so you know what I'm saying? I know some people that, that can get that to him. Marketing deals do you have? <laughs> hey, when they, when they start paying me that Shay Shay money, then I'll, then I'll get one job. <laughs> Uh-uh. The they ESPN deferred my money, Bart, like they did, <laughs> like they did Shohei. <laughs> so I'll, you get paid 2030? <laughs> yeah, I'll start getting paid till 2030, bro. And they're going to hold on to the interest, too. <laughs> um, tune in to the Barton Han Show from uh, 12 to 3 on ESPN Radio. Um, we saving Jets and Giants fans from jumping off the cliff, man. Merry, Merry Christmas. <laughs> We're doing God's work. <laughs> Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. You can now stream the most MLB games on DirecTV without a satellite dish. Yes, catch the clutch hits, strikeouts, grand salamis, web gems with nothing on your roof. So whoever's up there, whether it's roofers, Santa, birds, old-time chimney sweepers, moody teenagers, thrill-seeking raccoons, you name it, they won't find a satellite dish, but you will find your MLB games on DirecTV. That means DirecTV is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Yes, stream your team. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or visit directtv.com to sign up today. Claim based on the total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Thanks so much for listening to the First Take Pod. Have a fabulous day. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. 
Today's marquee matchup features Dak Prescott and the Cowboys heading to Miami to take on Tua and the Dolphins. And the road woes of Dallas are well documented. Michael Parsons was asked about the Cowboys' road issues. Take a listen. It's a mindset of how you approach it. I think, uh, you know, when you're at home, you're comfortable. You're, you know, you kind of do what you do. Um, but when you're in a road, you're in a new space, you're in a new area, you're in a new area, you're in just a new environment. And uh, the mindset is when the Lions, you know, Roman, does he take over the land or does he die? And last week we got, we died, so we got to take over some land this week. Poetic. Uh, Shannon, which team has bigger road concerns as we look towards the playoffs, the Cowboys or Dolphins? You know, uh, Cassidy, it's kind of like asking me which is heavier, a ton of bricks or a ton of feathers. When they ask you, they they weigh the same. Um, I'm gonna, I, you know what? I'm gonna say the Dolphins because the Dolphins haven't beat anybody road or home that has a winning record, and that's all, that's been a calendar year. So I have some major concerns from them, especially on the roads. Although the Cowboys are not without their concerns, but I'm gonna say the Dolphins in this one for the simple fact is that I just haven't seen them play up to standard, especially when they play teams and when you. And I think the thing for them is that they get an opportunity. If they beat the Cowboys, they're still the number one seed. So it is mm. very, very important for them to maintain that. I don't think the Cowboys can get the number one seed anyway because mm -hmm. they've already lost to the 49ers. The 49ers have already beat the Eagles. So they're already two games up on them because of the conference in which they play in. So I'm going to say it's more important to the Miami Dolphins because they have an opportunity to get home field and possibly not even go on the road. Yeah, see, I got more concerns about the Dallas Cowboys, and it's about exactly what Michael Parsons said, right? It's a mentality. Shannon, you know this. Like, when we went on the road, the mentality was even, like, more intense than yes. when we were at home. When I, yes. was on, when I was at home, I was relaxed. You know what I'm saying? Like, the family, we pulling up to the game. We chilling. You got all the fancy amenities that you used to. You got your hot tub. You got all this stuff. When you pull up to the road arena, you got to burn the boats. Right? We can't go home without going yeah. through them. We got to take day buses. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to go in their parking lot and take their cars. There is no retreat. There is no backing up. I don't feel like the Dallas Cowboys approach the road games like that. And here's no. the other thing, Unc. What do the Dallas Cowboys have that travels? Right? Because physicality travels. Yes. Run game travels. A defensive line that's physical against the run and that can invert the line of scrimmage, that travels. The Dallas Cowboys don't have any of that. The Dallas exactly. Cowboys actually have the things you need everything to be pristine for, the stuff you need to feel good. You see what I'm saying? And so, like, that's why the Cowboys give me a little bit more concern on the road because at least you feel like Mike McDaniel could say, man, you know what, things aren't going well on the road today. Let me run the football. Right, things aren't going well on the road today. Let me design some things to create some quick and easy passes for Tua Tungvaloa. We haven't seen the Dallas Cowboys be able to do that, which is why it concerns me for them a little bit more. So does it mean they but, have more at stake on Sunday, uh, RC, in your opinion? Yeah, yeah but here's Pleasure. the thing, though, Cassidy and RC, yeah. is that because the Miami Dolphins are in the catbird seat, they potentially don't even have to go on the road. Yeah. They wouldn't even have to take their show on the road until Las Vegas if they go ahead and do what they need to do in the meantime. Because, so, no, actually, Baltimore Ravens have right, home Baltimore, field. Right, Baltimore, so, right. Mm they wouldn't have to go on the road but for one game. And so right. that would be very, very huge for them. The Cowboys, the, listen, 
The Cowboys ain't going on the road. They can play. They can play the 49ers on the road at home at the YMCA. They not beating them. <laughs> yeah, I think, and I think that's it. And like you were saying, Cass, I think you was asking about who has more at stake. Who has more at stake? To me, this week, I think it's the Dallas Cowboys because the Dallas Cowboys are coming off of a drumming against the Buffalo Bills. Like that's the that's the last thing we remember, huh? Right, the last thing yeah. we remember is you. If you tell me last week, going into the weekend, Josh Allen only completed seven passes against the Dallas Cowboys. I say, well, the Dallas Cowboys blew their doors off, Low. right? Yep. They, they went, what is it, Orchard Park or whatever it is, the Buffalo. They went there <laughs> and they ransacked it and they brought everything home with them. But think right. about that. Josh Allen said after the game, I felt like the kid that did nothing for the group project and still got an eight. And so if you're the Dallas Cowboys, you got to rectify that. And what they have done under Mike McCarthy is answer the bell after not playing well. Answer the bell after losing a game. The only thing about this week is you're playing a team with a ton at stake, too. And so how do Mike McCarthy and the Dallas Cowboys show up to Hard Rock Arena? Hard Rock Stadium. Do they walk in and say, yeah, we are the Lions that are going to meet the Lions on the other side and be the more physical team, be the team that executes the best? Or are they going to be sort of the front runners we've seen the entire year? And if Dallas gets up on them, not have an answer or a counterpunch? Yeah, that's going to be very, very interesting. You say the Cowboys are normally the team that answers the bell, but they normally answer the bell at home. It's going yep. to be very interesting to see that they go on the road. And it, 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 I don't know if they came back home because that's a long flight. You were in, you were in Buffalo. You fly yeah. all the way back to Dallas just to turn around and come all the way back to Miami. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they stayed on the East Coast for the entirety of this trip. But I tell you what, what they better do is that they better find a way to run the football. Because yep. if you can't run the football and you let this team get out on you, you're going to have the devil on your hands trying to come from behind. And on the other part, too, we got to remember is the, the one game for sure, after San Francisco, they went on the road for the Monday night game against the Los Angeles Chargers. Right. And that was sort of the week we saw Dak take that extra step, start using his legs, start executing at an MVP level. Yes. We have to see if Dak Prescott can do that this week against Vic Fangio in that defense in Miami. It's just so glaring. I mean, the Cowboys are scoring 18 points per game fewer yeah. on the road yeah. um, compared to at home this season. So, Shannon, I mean, can they even fix their, their road issues this season at all? Is it fixable? Well, they're, they're, plus, they're plus 10 at home in turnovers. They're minus on the road. Uh, that goes a long way because they do a better job of protecting football at home than yep. they do uh, on the road. But it's their inability to – it's the, the rush that they give up. The yardage – look at what mm-hmm. they gave up to the 49ers on the road. Look yep. at what they gave up to Buffalo on the road running the football. Look at what the Arizona Cardinals did to mm-hmm. them on the road running the football. Look at – look at just look at the games that they've lost and look at what the teams did in the run game to them. So now all of a sudden that smallest defensive line, uh, a defensive uh, front, can't just pin their ears back and get after your quarterback and re- because – RC, this is what we've been saying about the Cowboys. They are a vastly different offensive team when their defense isn't getting scooping scores, pick sixes, and the special teams isn't setting them up on short fields. Buffalo forced them to drive the football 70, 80 yards if you want to get points, as opposed to De'Ron Bland running back touchdowns, opposed to uh, uh, D-Law scooping it up and running the ball into the end zone. You got to force the Cowboys to get what they earned 
by driving the football down the field and not giving them short fields or letting them score on your offensive possession. And the other, the other thing is this too, and you know, I love the fact that when Cass asked the question, we're talking about the road games. You just mentioned the San Francisco 49ers, the Arizona Cardinals, and the Buffalo Bills. In all three of those games, and though they were on the road, if those teams come out into the stadium and the play calling is consistently calling the run as they did on the road, they beat the Dallas Cowboys the same way. Mm. The one thing that has been in common with these road losses is teams saying, we're going to come out and punch you in the mouth. It's James mm-hmm. Conner running downhill and the Cowboys having no answer. It's James Cook running downhill and the Cowboys having no answer. It's Christian McCaffrey in the same way. Teams that have decided we are not going to play seven-on-seven with the Dallas Cowboys are the teams the Dallas Cowboys have had trouble beating. And if we go back to the Philadelphia game, even though they won and it seemed like a blowout, remember, it's just like you just said, huh? they had three forced fumbles. And you know, forced fumbles are even different from interceptions because forced fumbles give you the football right where you make the play. And it was three different times in that game the Cowboys were able to do it. That kept points off the board, but it also gave them extra possession. You, you're absolutely right. Go ahead, go ahead, Cassidy. Well, just something's going to have to give for the Cowboys. Um, Either they're going to respond to their road issues or, you know, we're going to see the fact that, you know, they've won nine straight games following the loss. That's a long streak. Um, in the NFL right well, now. Well, so. they, they better stop, Cassidy and RC, they better stop <laughs> playing the run on the way to the quarterback and drop <laughs> yeah. anchor and stop some of yeah. those runs because what they try to do is attack your quarterback and we'll stop the run on the way to attacking your quarterback. And that's a really a flawed way of thinking. Yep. Uh, they got a statement they got to make this weekend for sure.